Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 29 where we are talking about really probably the most common question I get, one of the most common questions I see people asking on social media, people talking about and asking for help in in groups on Facebook. I'm in a lot of entrepreneur communities and it's, you know, what was I created for? What is my reason for existence? God, why, why am I here? What is my bigger purpose and calling, right? And so if you haven't listened to episode 28, I talk about the difference between purpose and calling. I believe that there is a difference. I believe our purpose never changes. It's to glorify God in all that we do and say, no matter what stage of season in life we are in, and and no matter what, that's what our purpose is. It never changes as, ch- as children of God. Calling changes depending on season, depending on life, you know, all circumstances, you know, different things. And so where God wants you to go next, that's, that's what the idea of this garden is about, that you're, you're given this territory, this group of, of the space to occupy and to cultivate something and grow something. And the Lord is, he loves to increase. He loves to add to. And so he, you know, when you are, I think about my first job when I was 15, I was an ice cream scooper. And, and here I am, and I've been, I've done a lot of different things. I've been a server, I've been a teacher, I've been in pharmaceutical sales, I've been in, you know, I've had, and obviously I've had lots of entrepreneurial businesses. So it's like, it's, my purpose has never changed. It's to glorify, honor, worship, praise God in all that I do. Now the calling is what changes. And so I go a little bit deeper into it in the episode 28. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. But we're talking about, okay, well, how do I figure it out? So Heather, you're saying my calling is something that God created me on purpose to do, me specifically, and and how do I figure that out? So I'm going to give you three tips, something that I walk through all of my, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really like calling students, but I guess students is, is the word I'll use today. Uh, I, I, I'm a teacher by trade, so students works, right? In the Garden of Favor framework. Uh, so if you have been listening, you may have known that I launched a Garden of Favor framework. It's my, what I thought was going to be like my main course that people could go and get at any time and do it on their own DIY and, and really unlock and uncover what their calling is. And it's the very same thing that God has walked me through multiple seasons of my life. Again, I've pivoted many times. And so I used to think that was a bad thing that I was like, what's wrong with me? I can't, I can't just stick with one thing. You know, I went to school to be a teacher, went to, went to college, got my degree, all the things, right? But 
I've pivoted. And so I used to think that was a bad thing, but God said, no, it's a good thing because I've taught you how to be able to, to seek me in this. And I haven't always sought him in, in finding it, but over time I've learned how, how do I figure out when I'm, when something is not right, when something feels like it's missing or something is off, or I'm not feeling like I'm feeling fulfilled any longer, or, you know, again, just something is off. Maybe that's you. You, you don't love what you do. And you know that there's got to be more to life than this. There has to be more. God, you know that God has plans for you and they're good. And you're struggling with figuring that out. Well, then the Garden of Favor framework is for you. Now, with that being said, I I launched the program and I was super excited about it, thinking that, hey, this is going to be great. I mean, anybody can do this at any time. What I learned over the last two months of doing the program with my amazing, amazing women that the Lord has blessed me with is that this is such a deep work. Like it's not just the fun, let's take a, a marketing quiz and figure out our personality type. No, this is deep, deep work with the Lord. And I really feel like to get the most of the program and to get the, the best experience it has to be done with a coach. And so I'm launching a group coaching program in January using the same content. I'm going to maneuver some things around a little bit, change some things that I think will be just a better flow. Um, But it's the same content that the Lord downloaded to me uh, earlier this year. And he's walked me through many times. And funny enough, he's literally walked me through it as I was delivering the content to my, my girls. I'm like, God, you're real funny. God is funny. Isn't he funny? He's got a good sense of humor, but as I'm doing this and I really felt the Lord said, yeah, you too. Like I I want you to do this course again. So just so you know, if you think that I have my life all figured out and you know, I've got the podcast and I've got my coaching and all the things and everything's flowing. Well, I want you to know I am in a season of God. What is it? I feel a change coming. I feel a shift coming. I feel it in, in, in everything. God's kind of, kind of moved some things around in my heart and in my mind that I am anticipating a change of some sort. And so I am also in a season of, God, what are you calling me to do next? And I think that's where I've learned to to ask that. Like, what are you calling me to do next? Because I also know that's probably not the end all be all, right? So I wanna give you three tips today that will help you. But if you are interested in going through this course, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what we talk about in one of the modules, a kind of a, a, I, we go much deeper into the in, in the course with it, but I want to share these tips with you today. But if you're thinking, "Hey, that's me. I need help. Like, I really need help, and I need a support system," then uh, perhaps you want to grab one of the limited spots for the group coaching program that will be launching in January. I'll leave that in the show notes. You can sign up to get on the wait list and reserve your spot so that you are all settled to go. But I'm super excited to do the second round of this program, but do it in a more, um, I don't even, I mean, the group was awesome. And when the feedback people were sharing and, you know, all the things was great, but I feel like it'll be more intimate and more hands-on, uh, if I can work with you. And honestly, guys, that's my favorite part of coaching. I love one-on-one coaching. I love getting into, and that's where we're going to do small groups. That's why it's limited spots for, for this program. So anyways, there's that. If you want on it, go for it. But this is part of the content that's coming from this, this episode. And I felt like I needed to share that with you so that you know, 
if this resonates with you and you would like to be able to do this with other people and myself, then the Garden of Favor Framework group coaching program coming in January 2021 is for you. All right. So let's talk about it. You're sitting there. You're saying, gosh, I know God created me. You know, Heather's been telling me I'm created on purpose for a purpose for such a time as this, but I don't feel it. I don't see it. And I am so, I'm, I'm so lost and I'm frustrated and I'm, I'm desperate and I'm and maybe angry. I have felt all those emotions. I remember crying out to God saying, God, what did you create me for? Just tell me what it is, God. Just tell me what it is. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Just tell me. So I want to give you an exercise today to help you figure this out with the Lord. All right. So if, again, teacher mode here, Venn diagram, if you're not familiar with those, I'm sure you probably are, but they're the three circles that intertwine and right in the center, that's where they all kind of overlap. And there's that like magic zone there. And so if you hear people talk a lot about your zone of genius, right? Well, I am going to help you uncover your zone of impact today, which to me is your calling. Listen, you were created for God and ultimately, you know, to glorify him, love him, honor him, praise him. But our greatest commandment is to love God and love people. Love God, love people. Well, how do you do that? Part of that could very well be through your calling. So let's talk about it. Number one, I want you to make a list of, and if you'd like, draw out your Venn diagram, give yourself your three circles. And I want you to fill in one of those circles or, or make a list of the things that you are passionate about. What excites you? What gets you going? Both on a positive note, you know, and also this could be on like a, a, a it, it keeps you up at night. It burdens your heart. You know, I have a friend recently with a lot of the human trafficking. She is so burdened. God has put this burden on her heart and it's beautiful to see it, but her heart aches and she is volunteering and she's, she's on fire. It is a passion of hers to help people find, uh, you know, being rescued and, and healing from this. You know, I'm actually part of a nonprofit locally here beyond survival ministries. And it's part one of their ministries is helping women from human trafficking to, to not just survive, but to thrive and live an abundant life and give them hope. I'll link that in the show notes too, because it is an incredible, incredible. And it's actually a, um, international nonprofit. They travel all over and, and, um, Sue Willis is the, uh, incredible director of that, but uh, our CEO, um, she does not like to be bragged about, but she is incredible. And I'm so grateful to be uh, with her. But anyways, all that to say, like, that's a passion. Like it's a passion for me to help women find wholeness and hope in Jesus. And so what are you passionate about? What are you looking up on Pinterest? What do you, what do you, could you talk to anybody about? You know, if you met somebody and they said that they liked this other thing or that they, you know, you, you connect on that level, what are you passionate about? Pay attention to your passions. They point you to your calling. They do. So make a list of all those things and, and sit with those for a little bit and ask the Lord to, you know, start revealing to you out of those things that you've listed that you're really, that you really love. And that you are light your soul on fire. What are the, what are the what of those things does he want you to use for the thing? All right. So your passions. Pay attention to them. Don't overlook them. 
Number two, your proficiencies. What are you good at? What are you good at? Now, I think the thing that I find so often is that the things that we're good at, sometimes we don't even know that we're actually good at them because they're gifts. They are things that we have always kind of had an advantage with because literally it's, it's a gift from God that he, he created us that way. So I, I kind of want to help you see this in a broader sense because I want you to see that it's not just, you know, oh, um, I don't know. I'm not going to give too many examples, but I, I want to break these down in three categories so that you can really understand the d- three different areas that you have proficiencies, that you have skills, that you are good at things. So number one is what were you born good at? I think about me. I like, listen, I love to talk. Hello, I have a podcast. <laughs> like, I love to talk. Now, you, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess there's many seasons in my life. I didn't think that was a gift. But it's the very thing that God created. It, it's a gift. It's something that God created me to enjoy doing and to, like, want to get better at because it's part of my calling. Like, he, I, I, I'm speaking on stages and doing a podcast and I am a teacher. I teach. So it's, it, that is a gift. That's something I'm good at. Now, I still, I'm not perfect. I say ums and likes and all the things, right? So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's something that I'm naturally good at. What are you naturally good at? What were you born with? Do you have a really good sense of, um, I don't know, there's like just something that you're, you're, you're naturally really good at it. You haven't really had to try really hard, but it's something you're good at. But in addition to the things that you were born with and that come naturally to you because it's the way God created you, there's also a list of things and skills that you're good at because you have invested your time and your emotions and your energy and perhaps your money into learning how to be good at something. So I think about, you know, people who dance. Maybe as a little child, you kind of, your parents saw that you were naturally kind of talented in that you had some coordination and you could dance, but you weren't necessarily a great dancer until you started taking the classes and you started investing and you started practicing. And so what are the things that you're proficient in that you have skills in because you have invested your time, energy, emotions, and you've actually, you've earned it. You've earned it, right? I also think, take a look at your workplace. This is, I think, a lot of the times where you get really good at things that you don't necessarily think. I think of Excel, right? Um, I am not an Excel wizard, but uh, my mom is really good at Excel. She knows all of these different things about Excel. I'm like, oh my goodness, she's way more knowledgeable than I am. And that's because she has had to learn for her job. So she's proficient in it. And she could put that on her resume. I can't. So that was learned. But then this third category of these things that you're good at, these skills that you have. And I think this one is often overlooked, especially in business. And I think this is a game changer. This is a game changer for Christian entrepreneurs. It is your spiritual gifts. It is your spiritual giftings. What has the Lord gifted you with spiritually? If you have not taken a spiritual gifting test, I'm going to leave that in the comments too. i got to make notes for myself because I always say I'm going to leave it in the notes. I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I, I forget Um, and I'm going to be honest, writing the show notes is like my least favorite thing to do. Uh, but I just like talking. See, again, it's the gift is talking, not, not as much writing. So I need to put beyond survival ministries in 
my notes and then I also need to put the spiritual gifting test. So I actually am gonna give you two, one that's free and then one that you pay, it's like $5 or so. The one that you pay, honestly, it's from Amazon or you can get it from a lot of different places, but you can just grab, grab it from Amazon. I really like this one. I've taken a lot over the last, you know, how many ever years, but this one I recently took actually for the nonprofit that I'm part of. Uh, she had wanted us all to take it so that she knew our strengths and she knew our giftings. And, and let me back up. She knew our giftings. Our, just because it's a gift doesn't mean it's a strength. And that's something that I want to encourage you with, that just because you have a gift and somebody gave it to you, unless you open it up and use it, it means nothing. So I think it's really important for you to recognize and identify what is your spiritual gift that the Lord has given you, something that he's, he's literally created you with. And some gifts we pray for and you ask for, and God will give them to you because you trust and you're praying for it. I have a testimony about that in my own life. I'll share that in another episode, not today, uh, because that is just a whole other thing. And that's something I have wrestled with for years, years. It was something that I was taught growing up in church that it was, didn't, it couldn't, it wasn't okay and it didn't exist. And uh, the Lord has showed me otherwise. But anyways, all that to say, what are your spiritual gifts? So what are things were you born with that you're really good at? What things have you learned over time that you have become really skilled in? And then what are your spiritual gifts? And then all of those things, none of those are worth anything unless you use them. And that is why it's important to know those things and ask the Lord, what are the things that you want me to get better at? What are the muscles that I need to start exercising in my gifts so that I can fulfill my calling? Listen, God has given you everything you need to do the thing that he's created you to do. And anything you lack, he has it. So you're good. You're good. So take an inventory of the things that you are good at, that you are proficient in, that you have skills in. And then what are the areas? I'm going to just like a next step. What are the areas that I want to challenge you and ask the Lord, what am I not using to my best of the best of my ability? And out of these things, what are the things that are going to overlap in this Venn diagram, right? Right in that zone of impact. What things that I'm good at should I be using in order to find and discover and put my foot in? I always call it the Cinderella slipper, right? Like your calling. I don't know about you, but I've been in a season in my life where I was going to job, was making a paycheck, and sometimes the paycheck was great, but I didn't love it. It was like I was jamming my foot in this shoe, even if it was a cute shoe, um, it did, was not comfortable. It didn't, it didn't really, it was not comfortable, but it worked and it was a shoe. Now I think you're calling what God's created you to do. It fits. It fits like a glove. Like it is only meant for you because it is only meant for you. You're God's masterpiece, one of a kind. So pay attention to your proficiencies. All right. And then this last one, this last one, I find this can be a bit difficult because for some people, this is very deep and it makes you get really vulnerable. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And I think people who haven't healed from any pain or trauma that they've ever gone through, it's hard to be vulnerable with it because if there's still a layer of pain attached to it or shame or whatever that may be, if the enemy is using that against you, he will use that against you in order to shame you or to, to make you feel um, like you there's something wrong with you that you can't use it. But, um, and again, I'm going to give you two different examples because it was a, the 
but hold on, don't get, don't get too nervous if you're like already like, nope, I, I don't get vulnerable with people. That's one thing that I feel like the Lord has gifted me into that I'm really able to be super vulnerable with people. I have shared my life on social media for the last, you know, six, seven years. I pulled back a lot this last year, this last like seventh year, because the Lord has given me permission to. And I think it's really good to have boundaries. But um, all that to say that I've been really vulnerable. And I think, you know, people, I'll meet people and they say, I feel like I know you. I'm like, yeah, because I pretty much share my heart on my sleeve. And I do that in person, but I really do that online too. All that to say, the third, the third piece, the third puzzle piece to identifying your zone of impact and who God has created you to help. Really, that's what it is. It's not, it's not necessarily just like, okay, well, how am I going to make a lot of money? I believe that you can make a lot of money doing work for the kingdom. Absolutely. But really, ultimately, how am I supposed to help people? So this third section or diagram, you know, again, I'm so visual. It is what pain have you gone through that you could give somebody else hope for? Or if maybe perhaps it's not a pain, what problem can you help somebody else solve? Where has Jesus met you in your mess and has pulled you out to the other side that you could turn around and say, hey, I've been where you are and I can help you. So I think I really feel like I would say 90% of the people I work with, their calling is tied to a much more deeper emotional thing. Um, however, I've worked with people who, you know, feel like their, their calling is to do a food truck. I mean, it was the coolest thing to work, um, with, with, uh, someone who that, that was her thing. I was like, I, she feels like she's meant to do a food truck. And so, you know, that might not necessarily be some deep spiritual thing, but God can use us anywhere, right? So I, I don't want you to think that your deepest, darkest secret has to be the thing that God uses. It might be, it might not be, but that's why you're taking a, an inventory of these things. And then you're sitting with the Lord and you're praying about all of them and saying, God, how do you want to use all this stuff? Because here is my toolbox. This is your toolbox. God's literally given you your toolbox and here they all are. They're right there. You don't have to do anything else for them. They're pretty obvious. They're right there. And then you're going to ask the Lord out of these things, what, what kind of a, how do you want to add these all together? Like God math, I call it God math, right? So how are you going to take this, that, and this, that, and make this into something? I don't, I feel like that's a gift that I've had is that when I talk with women and I hear their stories and I hear the things they love and they're passionate about and all the things that the Lord kind of gives me that, he's given me that gift to help people see a vision of what they could do. And where they could take it. So, hey, if that's you and you're you're in this season of I, I need somebody to help me piece these piece the, all these puzzle pieces together, and I need someone to give me some vision and strategy, you can like email me, and we I, I do offer one off strategy sessions where that's what we do. We talk about where you are and where we get you to where God wants you to go. Breakthrough strategy, vision, all the things. So. In addition to that, I want to make sure I give you an example, though, that this doesn't always, listen, because I, and I have to be really careful of this, because I think first, when God showed me that I was using my platform to make money and not to grow his kingdom, I was very convicted. 
Now, what the Lord has shown me over time is that just because he convicts me of it does not mean that everybody else has that same mandate and calling on their life, which that's been a lesson that I've had to really learn because I get, because I am such a passionate person. Sometimes I feel like, well, this is for everybody. And the Lord has shown me, no, that is not always how it is. So all that to say that I don't think every entrepreneur is supposed to have Bible verses on their social media platforms and, you know, constantly talking about God and, and doing Bible studies and, you know, all the things for their business, like, and the things that I, I do. I don't think that at all. I think we have to go into all the parts of the world and preach the gospel to, ev- to everywhere. And by preaching the gospel, what I mean by that is it could be through a conversation you have with a customer and they realize your tone is different or they, they literally feel an, uh, the light that of Jesus inside of you. Like they, you're different, right? We, that's what holy is. It's, it's set apart. It's different. And so when we are different in all of our interactions, we can be a light for, for the Lord. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean we're standing on a corner holding a sign, you know, witnessing to people that way. Nothing wrong with that, but everybody's business is going to look a little different. So let me just kind of give you this as another, like, because I feel like the pain and the, um, you know, when I talk about pain, what pain have you gone through that, you know, where Jesus met you in the mess? And then what problem have you been able to solve or what problem has the Lord helped you solve that you could help other people solve? I think we immediately think that this has to be some traumatic experience I know I did when I first became an entrepreneur because I knew people connected on the story level. And I'm like, well, I don't really have an interesting story until God gave me an interesting story. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I feel like the season of my life that was the absolute hardest is actually the most beautiful. And I call it my brutal season because it's where I had the most pain, but it's also where I had the most breakthrough. And... Uh, so anyways, all that to say, I want to give you an example of a dear friend of mine, Katie, who she has a podcast, which is awesome. It's all about joy. I'll drop that in the show notes too. Let me make another note. Shout out to my girl, Katie. Um, but she, her and her husband, so she, she's entrepreneurial herself, but then her and her husband have a, uh, a business that, uh, supplies a tool and I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. It's called the roof rabbit. And so it helps roofers, right? It helps them be more efficient and, I don't know, do a better job. Listen, again, I don't know all the details, but I'm like, I remember the name Roof Rabbit. We talk about it often and she helps with that side of the business, but that was a problem. You know, roofers have problems. And so as her husband had figured out how to solve a problem, he created the Roof Rabbit and now they, they sell these. So I don't want you to think all of the problems that God, and they are, they are sold out, love the Lord so much. Like they, they love Jesus and they, um, but they also have a solution for roofers. So I want to make sure, and I don't, you know, I don't think you need to have a Bible verse on your business card necessarily, right? Um, nothing wrong with that, but you don't need to, I mean, you know, it's like, Actions speak louder than words kind of a thing. So I just want to make sure that you know that the pain and the problem doesn't always have to be some deep, spiritual, emotional, traumatic thing. It could be helping a roofer because they had a problem and you figured out how to solve it. And here's a solution. So what are you passionate about, girlfriend? What is it? What lights you up? And if you can't, if, 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 and that's another thing, like if, if you're struggling with any one of these areas, 
then uh, I again, I would encourage you to set up a, a bloom room strategy session or breakthrough session so that you can get some clarity on that as to why you're stuck. Um, but all that to say your passions, the things that you're good at, the things that you're skilled in, your proficiencies, and the problem or the pain that you could help somebody else solve and say, hey, there's hope. I've got a solution. I've got a solution for your problem. Whether that's a spiritual thing, God, or, you know, for a roof. So that, my friends, when you take all of those pieces and you put them together right in the center, it's like the intersection of all three of those things. People are waiting on you to fulfill your calling. People need you because you're the only person that has your exact story, your exact proficiencies and skills and things that you're good at and the passions that you have to do this thing and to do it well. God has given you every tool. Don't overcomplicate it. But sometimes in order to, you know, fix the thing or to put the thing together and use the toolbox, we kind of have to we have to lay all the tools out and, and observe, okay, take inventory. What all do we have here? What can I use? God is not trying to trick you. He's not trying to leave something out. In fact, I think we overcomplicate it and, 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 and make it much a, big, a much bigger deal. And I think often the reason that we overcomplicate it is because we make it about us. So I want to encourage you. That your calling, it's, it's not about you. Just like your purpose, it's not about you. It's about God. And if we are committed to loving God and loving people, then our calling will help us impact the kingdom in a positive way. So, if this spoke to you and you're like, I need more of this, I need to go deeper with this, I need some coaching around this, well, get on the wait list for Garden of Favor Framework. But otherwise, let us know in the Garden of Favor Bloom Society. Let us know like what, what, is, what did God speak to you today through this episode and how can we support you on this journey to fulfill your calling here on earth so that when you stand before the Lord, he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Father God, thank you. Thank you again for an opportunity to, to, to love you to worship you, to honor you, to glorify you. Father, thank you for giving each of us a purpose that even though our calling might sometimes get a little frustrating, God, we can always fall back on our purpose and stay focused on what you truly created us for. But God, we also thank you for creating us so uniquely and so uh, just it's in a way that we were created on purpose specifically for, for something. And I, I really think a lot of people for a lot of different things, but God, I pray that you give every ear listening to this episode clarity on what it is that you want her to be doing in this season. That what it is out of her proficiencies and her passions and the problems that she could help people solve, all of those tied together, God, help her put together the perfect recipe for her calling that is going to fit her like the Cinderella slipper and that she is going to own this thing and 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 really do it because it complements her and it doesn't compliment, complicate her life, but it complements her. God, again, we thank you for your kindness, your love. We thank you for allowing us to work with you. We ask all of this in your precious and holy name.